When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. Go and check out Sports Ethos. There is so much going on over there, actually. Um, ever since we rebranded from Hoopball, hoop-ball.com, we're now sportsethos.com, as we know. Uh, go and check it all out because there's a different color scheme. There's, you know, shows. There's a front office show. Um, the Bird Rides, which you can go and check out as well. Um talking about all of the trade stuff that's going on at the minute. A brand new article just dropped on that too. If you got a few seconds, go and uh, give us a rate and review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you feel like doing a bit of admin for us, and give us a rate and review, hopefully a positive one. We always appreciate the uh, little five-star reviews. If you like what you hear, it uh, helps us grow and continues to support the show. In addition... Go and follow at Ethos Pelicans on Twitter. We're continuing to grow that page. Uh, it shares all the shows and um, plenty of other stuff going on there as well. So go and check out that on Twitter. But what are we here for? Let's be honest. We're here to hear about the glorious victory against the Denver Nuggets. The Pelicans rolled into the ball arena, I think it's called, something like that, in Denver, and uh, defeated them. We took them right to it, and uh, that's what you love to see. It is absolutely what you love to see, and uh, the guys played a really team, oh, like a huge team effort, basically. We're going to break the whole game down. We're going to talk about the big nights from Jackson, the big night from Herb, particularly that last quarter, and Brandon Ingram as the facilitator, all that tonight. But before we get into that, uh, thank the sponsor, mybookie.ag. Use the code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up. Get yourself some deposit match bonuses. And of course, manscaped.com. HOOPBALL20 is the code. Two zero on the end of that. The numerals um, and uh, the digits, whatever you want to call them. And uh, that'll help you get 20% off and free shipping because we know all about that and we love a discount. So go and check that out. Uh, also, protect yourself online. Go and get yourself some three months protection with, uh, in addition to a 12-month plan with expressvpn.com. If you go to expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball, that'll give you three bonus months on a 12-month subscription. You're turning it on, super easy. Uh, it's one click and you can use it with Netflix, League Pass, all that sort of carry on. Uh, hide your browsing history and allows your internet service provider to stop selling it to everyone, uh, which is disappointing they do that, but everyone's got to make a buck, I guess. And in addition, new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Use the mobile app or thrivefantasy.com code ethos when you sign up. That'll give you 100% deposit match bonus and two or four free game tickets to play. We love that. 
Uh, score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And if you need some tips on that, go and check out Sports Ethos DFS team and the podcast as well. And if you're not in the Discord for uh, Sports Ethos, if you use Discord, go and check that out as well. Um, I think it is available for subscribers. Go and check out the different levels that we've got over there. There's plenty going on, particularly with the trade deadline. If you play fantasy basketball, well, you're, you're kidding yourself if you think you you know more than the guys over there because they are doing really, really well. And um, they're the best at it. That's why they have podcasts. Um, in addition, at Ethos Fantasy BK, I told you, see, it's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all of your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition. Provides more analysis too. And again, that is Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go and follow it. Cheers. All right, so enough of that. Carry on. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about uh, the Pelicans rolling up under man with no Billy Hernan Gomez, no Garrett Temple, both guys out with COVID protocols. Hope they rest up and uh, recover soon. Hopefully not too crook from the COVID. It's been pretty brutal throughout the journey, but uh, hopefully... We can dodge any more infections. No Josh Hart as well. He was still sidelined um, out with that knee, which um, hopefully has been a little bit troublesome. He's, he gets banged up when he's uh, when he's playing, so hopefully he can rest up a little bit. It was good to finish that uh, nightmare schedule. I know we didn't get out a podcast regarding the last two games um, because I took a break with the rest of them and uh, dropped you Ryan Pannone instead. But anyway, you're welcome. Uh we split the final back-to-back, which you love to see. Beat Detroit, lost to Cleveland down late. No Brandon Ingram against Cleveland, which makes it very difficult. But we're pretty much back to full strength, as I said, for this game after a few days off. Minus Josh Hart, minus Billy, minus G10. All that means, though, is that it's next man up. And as we saw against Detroit, Trey Murphy stepped up in that one. He ended up with a career-high 12 points. Um... I think, yeah, the whole the whole team was really good. Jackson was solid and a uh, whole heap of guys. Again, we went into a different lineup and we carried it through to this game. So the starting lineup in this one was B.I., Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes at the four, JV, and uh, DG Devontae Graham. Now, the big lineup with uh, Jackson at the four was paying dividends against Detroit. It gave him and put him in all sorts of living hell. And uh, we found that it did the exact same thing again against the Nuggets. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Uh, there's nothing to fix. So, Jackson playing like a man possessed. Uh, really, really impressive to see how he um, has taken this change of position uh, into his stride. And, and people are talking, you know, it means that he doesn't have to guard a massive center that's probably outweighing him, uh, that's played this position their whole life. Jackson in the postgame even talked about the fact that he'd played on the perimeter for most of his life until right at the end of high school and then in college. Before that, he was a perimeter player. And so he's got those guard skills and, and wing skills, but he just grew too tall. So he's not accustomed to having to guard down low. And then all of a sudden, if you put him at the four, which really is another wing spot now for most part, um, he plays out on the perimeter, gets to play weak side defense, which, you know, with his athleticism is fantastic and and. You know, stand in the dunker spot. And he ends up with a game like this. A perfect game. Nine of nine from the field. Four of four from the free throw line. Ended up with only one turnover. 22 points, 11 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block in 33 minutes. I mean, what more can you ask for? Not much. 
be pretty happy with that. Um, other big contributors, JV, 18 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Played with foul trouble for most of the night as uh, Jokic was getting a whole heap of ghost fouls, which I'm going to break down a little bit later on in the game. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 23 points, 4 rebounds, 12 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks, 8 of 20 shooting. He knew his shot wasn't going, went and got himself 12 assists, and got himself to the line, 7 of 7 free throws, which I love to see. Uh, really aggressive, found the open man, knew when to go for it, and knew when to... Uh, to find that next guy and, and credit to everyone else for making the shots and that's what Brandon talked about you know I'd love to see what the stats are from Brandon this year as that creator if people had made the shots I don't know what his potential assist numbers are I know people can find that out I've seen it floating around but um, really interesting stat to see um, now to close the game we're all even in the third quarter and we'll go to the game by game breakdown in a second uh, the quarter by quarter pardon me and Herb Jones has come from nowhere. Like he had seven points up until three-quarter time. Finishes with 25, 18 points in the last quarter. Two rebounds, two steals, eight of ten. And he was everywhere. He was he was everywhere in that last quarter. Absolutely unbelievable. Hitting his free throws. Laced a couple of three-pointers. Was Euro-stepping. He, he ISO'd Jokic on the final possession to really ice the game. Put him in. Herb Jail, he locked him up straight Jacket Jones, but on the offensive end, um, he was on Herb Island, population Nikola Jokic, and uh, to see that, well, you love to see it, you know, Herb Jones is developing before our eyes, and, you know, watching a guy who had, has hit as many three-pointers this year as he did in his whole four years at Alabama, well, we've got a real diamond in the rough in that second round, you know, oh. He's awesome. And, you know, you hear this when you hear Willie Green talk about it. And he talks about it. And he says, well, I just trust him. The guy, You can trust him to do the right thing. And that's why you keep him on the floor. And this guy's like, what, 52 games into his career. And he's getting told by head coach that, all right, I'm going to put you in. You're going to start. And I'm going to keep you in there in those clutch moments. I need you on the floor. We're better when you're on. And... All credit to him and all credit to Willie for that trust in the coaching staff and the hard work that Herb puts on. At the moment, there is no ceiling on how good this kid could be. There is no ceiling. Um, I I will not... I can't do those comparisons because we only do that to stir him up in the spaces, but he's just so good. He's got everything. He's got the defensive nous, he's got the offensive skills, and he's just going to continue to grow. He's great. And, uh, yeah, I, I think... We should be very proud of how the guys played today. I was really, really, really impressed. So, over to the quarter-by-quarter team stats. It was an arm wrestle all night. It really was. But there was a few key stats that really caught us. 27 points to 29 in the first quarter in favor of Denver. We respond 24 to 23 in the third, second quarter. You know, that arm wrestle. Then 31 to 30 in the, in the third quarter. And finally, we pulled away late. Uh, quarter four, 31 to 23 with the win 113 to 105. It's what you want. You've got to keep banking wins. More importantly, it puts us one game out of the 10th spot with Portland just blowing their team up. We'll talk about that in a second. Key stats. Three-pointers. We hit 32%. Eight three-pointers to then 19, 46%. They were torching us from outside, absolutely murdering us. Assists, we got 27 to their 22. You know, you're taking that ability of Jokic, who I 
pretty sure triple-doubled again. Three, oh no, he didn't. We stopped his triple-double. It was one assist short, which you love to see. Um, we stopped him creating. And when his players don't make shots, well, they're not that scary. You know, Jokic is unstoppable. But if his teammates won't make shots and you can make him rush, that's, that's a beatable team, as we saw. They beat us four in a row, so finally we got there. We had 14 turnovers to their 15. Unfortunately, they managed to get 21 points off turnovers to 13. Now, when they're going to get that many points off turnovers, we're going to stop turning the ball over. And Nikhil was woeful for this. I mean, I don't like getting on someone, but you have five turnovers. And you come on and your first two possessions, you turn the ball over. Live ball, which they scored off. You then... Turn the ball over another two times in that quarter, and then a third time down the stretch. So, and Devontae Graham was no better. He only had six points. Um, only had six shots, hit two of them. But he had two critical turnovers as well that were both live ball. And that's what I'm getting at. I don't want to crack on about them, but you turn the ball over in at the top of the three-point line, and they intercept it, run on down for a layup. That's the easiest buckets they're going to get. That discrepancy... We could have beaten these guys by 20 points. Instead, we wouldn't even have had to worry about it down the stretch. But instead, we let them in. Because we gave them eight extra points for nothing other than our carelessness. None of them were overly exciting. Um, like the steals. They were just bad passes. And some of them were just woeful. Um, all credit to Denver for exploiting it. But um, disappointing that... Taking care of the ball is so important, and when we've been so good at it, and even okay, you're gonna you're gonna turn the ball over. It's a game of basketball. It happens. The other team is there to play as well. But pick your poison. Don't give. Don't beat yourselves. That's what I'm trying to get at. Don't beat yourselves with these turnovers. So, gotta take care of it because against some of the sides that have other better players, you're gonna get punished. You know this. They they were undermanned as well coming into tonight. And uh, with just Jokic really dragging the rest of the team, you know, if the rest of anyone else was on, you know, we, we were in trouble. But all credit to the guys for fighting and uh, pulling this one off. Another close one, but uh, really, really proud of the guys nonetheless. So where does that take us to? If we go to the standings, that takes us to, as I said, one game out of the 10th spot. We are now... 21 and a half, and Portland is at 21. And uh, so if we win another game and Portland loses another game, we go into the play-in. And we get to take on the Timberwolves, who we've beaten twice. So that doesn't sound so bad to me. The Clippers are looking to blow things up. They Well, they went and got Norman Powell and Robert Covington in a big five-player five, uh, five player trade, uh, which Woj announced. So the first... Trade deadline uh, trade to drop, I guess, was uh, the Portland Clippers game uh, where basically Eric Bledsoe was flipped for uh, Robert Covington and um, Norm Powell. So Clippers, I don't know what they're trying to do, whether or not they're going to try to stay relevant or if they're going to tank it. But uh, Portland looked like they're blowing it up because they've got a couple of young guys and, uh, and Eric Bledsoe. So I don't know. Uh, who knows? But hopefully, it's good for us. If they give up CJ McCollum on the cheap, well, even better. Uh, that would be very, very enticing if we can give him up for, I don't know, 
someone with an expiring contract that's worth about ten million and a trade exception. But anyway, um, I won't speculate because I don't know. But uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how that plays out in the next couple of days in the standings. But it also means that we need to win the games that are ahead of us. So we get a day off. We take on the Houston Rockets. That is back at home. It's at Houston, actually. I think then the after this game, we then go on a six-game homestand because uh, we play them. We have a day off. And then we take on Houston again. And that is at the Smoothie King Center. Six games in a row at home. And uh, I don't think there's any back-to-backs in there. Maybe there's one back-to-back. We play the Heat. And then we play... No, we get another day off. And then we play the Spurs. So you've got to beat the Spurs. You've got to beat the Rockets twice. That's what we've got to do. And all of a sudden, you've got three out of your next four games as wins. And you drag yourself back in. So, before I wrap up, I'm just going to talk about... This was something that irked me, and it's been irking me for a little bit. I don't like to whinge about the refs, because, you know, they're just doing their job. But they have been... I reckon this has actively been the worst season that the referees have ever done. I don't think there has been a season in recent memory where the referees have been this bad. Where they guess, where they call fouls inconsistently, where... They just don't have confidence in their own abilities. It's so obvious that they question themselves all the time. And the junior is questioning the senior and, you know, making calls that aren't really their calls to make. And I'm calling them ghost calls. So, for example, I've only done, I only looked at this from the Pell's perspective. I know Denver absolutely missed some as well. But I'm sick, I'm really sick of this carry on by the refs that they make these calls and then look at them and go, oh, We'll just make we'll make shit up. And I can't be bothered with that. So, first quarter, Gary Clark doesn't foul whatsoever. Gets called for one. You're sitting there going, what are you talking about? Second quarter, Jonas is nowhere near it. They call a foul on him. He goes straight up. And they'd already called the foul. Oh, that was the first one, Gary Clark. He was there um, to defend. And Jokic charged in. And they blew the whistle before he contacted him. And they called on Gary Clark. It was bullshit. Jonas, second quarter, there was no foul, and the umpire's nowhere near him. I don't know what, what that was about. Then Brandon Ingram, they get this 24-second call. Brandon lets it off, it bottle, bobbles around, Jackson gets the rebound, or no, Jonas gets the rebound, pardon me, and they call a foul, and then they go and talk to each other, and they're like, oh no, it's 24-second call. Well, it wasn't, so what was the call? And, and having these cop-out bullshit calls, I'm just, I'm not keen on that at all. Now, the moving charge on Trey, that would have been a tough one because Trey, the bloke wasn't set at all, but Trey charged in, you know, you hit him in the chest, but he was moving. Again, they gambled on it. They said, well, it's probably a charge. You're not going to use your challenge in that situation. Uh, Jackson Hayes, every time he went near a layup, got absolutely slapped the living shit out of Gets nothing. And I apologize for the expletives. Uh, Jonas was immediately hit with a touch foul on... Jokic, despite the play literally before where Jackson Hayes went up for a layup and got slapped across the arms, nothing. But Jokic wants to post up. No dramas. That's fine. We'll give you a foul. Now, there was also the goaltend on Herb, which was pretty close. So you've got to gamble 50-50. And they didn't show any replays of that. So I don't know whether or not it was. But again, they're gambles. And I know in the speed of the game, you've got to keep it going and you've got to keep these things going. But stop guessing. 
there was the one where the ball went out of bounds and the bloke was hadn't it hadn't bounced out of bounds. The bloke caught it from Denver and they get the ball and you're sitting there going, stop making it up. You're allowed to take a second to make your call, but you can't guess. And that's what is frustrating me is that the quality of the refereeing and the confidence in the refs this year has been abysmal. And I don't know whether it's because there's COVID and we're getting lower quality refs come up or more uh, junior refs, but it's been bad. And we've got to clean that up because it's ruining the quality of the game. But anyway, I suppose that's that's enough of my rant and enough of hammering them. Overall, great win. Uh, go on, I do recommend going on YouTube and watching the um, post games because they're very funny. Bi was on there with uh, with Jose and Nasty was asking a question or something at the start, and it was all very jovial. It's much more fun when we win. I tell you what, but we're gonna uh, leave it at that. We're gonna try to get more guests on this week. Again, if you haven't listened to the interview with head coach Ryan Panone from the Birmingham Squadron. Go and listen to that. It was an awesome chat. And uh, again, I appreciate all of the hard work that went in um, by Joseph Hoon over at the squadron and also Coach Benone uh, for sitting down after an ice storm uh, affected his road trip to Memphis, which we won as well. The game against Memphis hustled this morning. So congrats to them. Earned uh, Zion Cheatham a little call up, a little 10 day, COVID 10 day with the uh, Pels. So We'll see him around as well. But anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you once again for listening. This is the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. Go and follow both of us on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank and at Ethos Pelicans. And I will have a chat to you after the Houston game. Bye for now.